Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. This wasn't sure if it was finished. <laughs> How is everybody? Good. Awesome. Guys, awesome. Well, don't forget if you got your pen and your, your little notebooks... Be really good to fill them all out with awesome scriptures, and especially what uh, God's going to reveal to you individually and as a family. By design is the the theme for the month. That we are created by design, uh, by the great designer himself, God, our Creator, our Father. Uh, he's an architect. He's a builder. He's a potter. He's our dad. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that for all the awesome things that you've created for us and in us, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you've given us your spirit. Uh, you've given us just purpose, Lord, that you didn't just make us randomly, Father, but you have a purpose uh, by design, Lord, that we are called to live out that others will be blessed, that your name will be glorified, Father, and that we will find fulfillment in all that we are in you. Lord, we thank you. Have your way tonight. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> well, the topic I'm talking about tonight is heart and art. Uh, still looking at serving. And so the, the title of my message is that you are a work of heart, a work of heart, that you are a work of art because God designs um, you for a purpose, but he also designs you with a heart, and I'm going to write some words up here in a minute. I love the whole thing about heart, so many scriptures in the Bible about the heart, and when the Bible refers to the heart, Pretty much in a nutshell, talking about the very core of who we are. You know, he says, uh, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So many scriptures about the heart. Jeremiah 29:13 says that if you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. Not seek a ministry, not seek church, but if you seek God with all your heart. And if you're here tonight and you're searching, I want to encourage you to seek God with all of your being, all of your heart. Going to use red. You know, you all uh, have a heart. You know? Yeah. <laughs> H E, or well, some of you say H for some reason. <laughs> so if it's H, it must be he, ha, r. <laughs> so I've got the word heart written on the board up here. And I like to play on words. And so you can see that there's some words you can see in the word heart. The first word I see is the word he. That he has designed you as a work of heart. He has created you. He has put purpose in you. 
He has designed you for a unique purpose. Something you can do, I can't do, because of the different graces that God has given you. He has done that. There's a word here called art. God's a master designer. Like I said, he's, um, we're like our father. For some of us here, God is like an architect. Like Brother Mark here. <laughs> architect. God is also a builder. I'm sure David Faulkner would like that one. God is also a potter. I don't know if there's any Harrys here. You might like that one. <laughs> That's a sad one, sorry. <laughs> but God is a creator. He's a designer. He's created us in his image. He's an architect. He's a builder. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gateways or the gates of, it, of hell will not prevail against it. He's a potter. He's a potter. <laughs> yeah, move on from that one. And art. So the word art is within the word heart because he's created you an art piece. What kind of art piece? A masterpiece. That's what he's created you, a masterpiece. What does that mean? You're a piece of the master. What does that imply? That you have the peace of the master ruling and reigning in your heart. Let the peace of God rule, govern in your heart as he leads and guides you into all the truth. As who leads you? As he leads you. The Bible also says in Romans 10, it talks about preaching the word. And you can see in here that there's the word here. H-E-A-R, the word here. And the Bible says in Romans 10, um, it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel. Because the gospel is the good news, right? It's the good news. So how do we, how do we hear the good news? We hear by our ears, our, our faith. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing by the word of God. And you hear with your ear. Hear with your ear. I'm going to put one more word up here, and it's the word preach. And you can see the different words in here too. The word preach, when, when somebody preaches, not just from the pulpit, but more so from their lives, people hear the gospel. But more than that, people see Jesus inside of us. And within the word preach, is the word reach. Within the word reach is the word each. Within the word each is this word, A-C-H. It's the word ak. It's the Hebrew word, and it means brother. It means other. You look up in the strong concordance, H for Hebrew 251. You look up the A-C-H, ak. It means brother or other. What it's saying here is that for God to reach the whole world, he wants to reach every single heart in the world. He wants to preach, to reach, to reach each other. All about others. Not only is God the Alpha and the author of our faith, he's also the Omega and the finisher of our faith. And he wants to reach the whole earth. The earth in the fullness thereof is his. 
the earth is his and the fullness thereof. Not only is he just the beginning of our faith, but he's the end. He wants to reach every heart within the earth. Preaching for reaching to get each brother, each other. We are by design called to do this. We are by design called to go out and win the world, so to speak. Heart. God is a God of heart. We're talking today about how God has designed you a work of heart. Right now, sitting in front of me is a living, godly exhibition of masterpieces sitting right here. When the Bible speaks about heart again, it's talking about the very core of who we are, the very core of who you are. So number one, I'm going to talk about three different thoughts. Number one is serve with all of your heart. Serve with all of your heart. So how do we reach the earth? How do we reach every heart? We're going to serve God with all of our heart. All of our heart implies that we can serve a bit less than that. To serve with all your heart. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Whatever we put our hand to, we are called and graced as well to do it with all of our heart. When Jesus gave his life for us, he gave his whole heart. His whole life. And we all know this. Luke 10, 27 says, He answered, Love the Lord your God with, again, all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love your neighbour as yourself. Who's our neighbour? The others. Who's our neighbour? It's the ak. It's the brother. It's the other. It's the people that we are called to preach, to reach, and to get each other so that they, their hearts will come to know Jesus. At one time, we were all recipients of this kind of prayer. Somebody brought the gospel to you and I at one stage. You know, we can return to our, our first love. Who is our neighbor? It's our ark. It's our others. Who are the others? Everyone on the earth. Whether friend or foe. Not me, if that's how you say my name. <laughs> Matthew, tw- Matthew 20 and 28 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. To serve ark. To serve others. And he gave his life as a ransom for many. Many. We all know the story of when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. I want to read that account to you. And it's in John 13. It's a 1 to 17. Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It was just before the Passover festival 
Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world. Very interesting. And go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer garment, outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. You see, the role of washing people's feet was considered to be like a, the lowest of the low type of role. Even the servants of the disciples and people like that, it was considered not even for them because you were actually washing, literally, I know, washing people's feet. And it was considered not a really uh, attractive occupation or act. Verse 6, he came to Simon Peter. So he's washing all the boys, uh, their feet. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realise what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon replied, he just jumped in the bath and he said, in that case, wash my head, wash my face, wash my whole body. <laughs> Peter's quite a character. Then the Lord said, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet and their whole body is clean. I wish I used that when I was a kid. My mum said, go and have a shower. Did you have a bath? <laughs> Jesus said, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet and their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. He was talking about Judas. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked him. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master nor his messenger, greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed when you do them. Love hearing the word of God. You know, just been talking that faith comes by hearing the reading of the scripture. And there's so much in the scripture. Jesus is at the Passover festival, about to go to the cross. And he's symbolically letting them know, this is how I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to lay down my life for you. If you don't let me do this, then you can't have any part of me. Jesus come not to be served, but to serve. And as a king, as the creator, as the Lord himself, here he is humbling himself, to do a, a duty or a job that was seemingly um, 
you know, not considered to be good, a, a low position. But here he is teaching us what leadership is all about. Leadership is all about servant, serving. If you want to lead, you've got to know how to serve. If you want to lead and become great, you've got to know how to, you know, um, humble ourselves and therefore God will exalt us. So many different paradoxes in the scripture. The different ways of the word and compared to the ways of the world. You know, to get is to give. Um, to the way up is down. Um, and so Jesus here is, is teaching about servant leadership as well. And also telling them about what he's going to do. I am now going to, you know, give my life. I'm serving you by washing your feet. And if you, if you don't let me do this to you, you cannot have any part of me. Jesus is talking about here a lot of things, but one of them is servant leadership. The way to lead is serve. The way to lead is serve. And he's our leader, he's our king, and he did that by serving us, by giving us his whole, his whole life. Serve with all your heart, wherever we are, whether in our communities, in our workplaces, in our families, serve with all, all of our heart. So number one is serve with all your heart. Number two is be a heart worker. Be a heart worker. The difference between being a hard worker and a heart worker, a hard worker is putting your back into it. Reminds me of an old song. But being a heart worker <laughs> is putting your heart into it. It's good to be a hard worker. It's good ethics. That's good. But then being a heart worker is a little bit, little bit different. Colossians 3, 23, 24 again. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Repeating that right throughout tonight. With all your heart. The challenge for us tonight is what, are we, what, what adjustments, if needed, are we going to do to apply all of our heart to what God has put in our hand? Like Pastor Bruce was talking about this morning. What's he put in your hand? Are we going to apply our whole heart to that? Put your heart into it, not just your back. The difference between serving with your heart and serving without your heart, just people will just know. Um, God called us to be fruitful. And when we serve with all of our heart, fruit will be displayed. Fruit will be the evidence of that. Growing up, uh, mum and dad really taught us how to serve. Um, we got given duties really young. We had to uh, even... We had to dig trenches around our house when it comes to flooding. We even chopped wood. Uh, this is all under 10 years old. Dad giving us an axe and we're down there chopping kindling, um, cleaning the cars, all those kind of chores. And what Dad was teaching us, even though we didn't feel like doing it, was just teaching us how to help, how to serve, especially when we didn't want to. Um, yeah, growing up, you taught a lot in our culture about serving, serving our elders and things like that. And I remember one time I wanted to go play with my friends because we were building a cubby house. We had a gang called the Falcons and we were building, <laughs> we were building a cubby house in the empty section next door. And I wanted to go and I went out and just as I left the gate, an auntie and uncle from Invercargill pulled in into the driveway. And then I was uh, conflicted with, uh, I want to go play with my friends, but uh, I know I have to go and, and serve. And it's just amazing how consequences, thinking of the consequences, 
can really change your, uh, <laughs> your decision-making. <laughs> so I, as an obedient son, I walked back into the house, and, you know, but it was too late. My auntie and uncle were already in the house, so mum and dad are sitting there. Dad is, you know, talking with them, da-da-da. Mum is, you know, you might have heard me share before, when I talk about my mum, if she's looking at me to give me that look, to go and get the cup of coffee and the biscuits already. You know, she's, if she's smiling, you know, if she's smiling down here but her eyes are not smiling, that's a real, a real dangerous place. You know, she could really uh, communicate a message just through her eyes. Um, she could have been a real good, uh, what do you call it, a ventriloquist, quist or something? Yeah, you know, go over there. <laughs> go get the coffee now. <laughs> yeah, so she knew, she taught us, they taught us how to serve and what I meant to. And even though I felt like going to play with my friends, um, I knew I, I had to honour them and come back and, and uh, do what I was taught to do. So all that to say that the principle of uh, raising your child in the way that they should go so when they're older they won't depart from it. This is a principle that they use in terms of, of the serving. And so they were taking some of the, the culture from Samoa bringing it to New Zealand and Australia so they could have a taste of home. And I'm saying that because, you know, we're talking about thy kingdom come this year. And there are some things that God wants us to take from home and bring it here. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done here on, here on earth as it is in heaven. Just like with our, our culture, we want, we want the ways of our culture to come with us. A bit of home to come wherever we go. And ultimately, that's about a bit of heaven wherever we go because that's our real culture, is our kingdom culture. So they were teaching us to serve. We just had a wedding, a family wedding yesterday, and it was, it was awesome. And talking about family and all that, we had a lot of people come over from just all over the place. And everything had been done, everything had been set for the wedding. But everyone that turned up, turned up with their sleeves rolled up, ready to serve. They all turned up like, here I am, what can I do for you? How can I make things easier? And you know, when we serve with all of our heart, when we're serving in the house, when we're serving at work, when we're serving with our families, within our communities, it's serving with all our heart is, is that kind of attitude of, what can I do for you? How can I make things easier for you? Serving with all of a heart rather than um, what's my role? Oh, that's not my job. Oh, that's, not my, that's not my duty. Called to serve with all of our heart. The last one. You are God's masterpiece. As I touched earlier, you are God's masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. Jesus said to his disciples, if I don't wash you, you can have no part of me. The peace of the master is having the peace of God rule in our hearts. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece, regardless of how you feel, 
regardless of what experience and life is telling you, the word, which is the truth, is telling you that you are his masterpiece. Created anew. Not a new renovation, but a new creation. He's a builder. He creates fresh anew. God is creator. Long before Bob, there was God the builder. Following that is the most theological question that comes with that is, can he fix it? Yes, he can. Can he build it? Yes, he can. Can he save you? Yes, he can. Around here, you're going to hear a lot of yes. Saying yes to Jesus because yes, he can fix it. Yes, he can build it. Yes, he can save it. Because he's a builder and he's created you a masterpiece. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. You're a unique, out of it, the most well-oiled machine walking on the earth in this season. David, Moses, Deborah, they're all gone. It's in our hand now. We are God's masterpiece, literally living, breathing, with the fire-breathing spirit of the Lord roaring through us that people need to see him, that he may be glorified. I saw an awesome... uh, um, skit about the masterpiece about the chisel and it's got a chisel here talking about God's a masterpiece don't worry Mitch I won't injure the, the mic so. Quiet. you are God's masterpiece God original not only is God a builder a potter a designer, an architect. He's also a sculptor, a sculptor. And he wants to sculpt and chip away certain things that are not of him and to shape us and to mould us that his son will be formed in us. He wants to use the, the Holy Spirit, uh, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is sharper than any double... Double-edged sword. The sword is sharper than the chisel. A chisel can knock at the block and take away certain things that don't belong there. You know, um, the potter, the clay has to stay on the wheel long enough to be shaped and to be formed. God is a, a sculptor. And one thing when I was praying for this word, one word that dropped in my heart as I was praying and God was just showing us that, um, just telling me that, do you know that you are a kaleidoscopic sculpture of grace? A, kaleido, a kaleidoscopic sculpture of grace. When you look through a kaleidoscope, you see many, many, many different reflections. You know the kaleidoscope? Can't quite describe it, the, the funnel, different mirrors in there reflecting. And we're created in God's image. We're saved by God's grace. And just showing me that through the different facets of who we are, as we've been talking also before about the different graces, God's graces in its various forms, that if you can imagine the kaleidoscope and when the light of the Holy Spirit or the light of Jesus comes into you, and shine through the different facets of the kaleidoscope, and then emanate through the different um, 
images, so to speak, of the mirror. It shows up the different facets of who you are. You're a kaleidoscopic sculpture of his grace. Kaleidoscopic sculpture because the kingdom is a kaleidoscopic culture. It has many facets. There's more to you than meets the eye. There's more to you than just what your role is. There's so many things that God has put inside of you and I that allow, we need his, the light of his word to shine through that and not to be dulled, not to be blocked by whatever it is, but to allow him to shine. That's what he means by let your light shine before men so that they will see the good deeds that you do and thus glorify your Father in heaven. The entrance of his word gives what? Gives light. It gives light. But where does the light shine? The light has to shine through the kaleidoscopic sculpture of who you are because that's who you are in Christ. There's more to you than what we think. God has graced us with so many gems, so many awesome things inside of us that we need his light to shine through us. You are God's masterpiece. God is the creator. You are the created. He is the potter. We are the pottery. He is the builder, and now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Sculpture of David by Michelangelo was sculptured out of a block that was abandoned for 25 years. And then long story short, Michelangelo just chips away to release David within there. And there's so many things inside of us that I believe, or myself included, that God's still working on to sculpture me, to shape me, to fashion me, to mould me, to become who I already am in him, which is the masterpiece. You are God's original masterpiece. There's no one like you. There'll be no one after you like you. There's you. The calling on your life is irrevocable. It's without repentance. That means it doesn't change, but it's for you. It's given to you to get through you that others will be blessed. Who are the others? It's the earth. God wants to hate you in the front, the heart of the whole earth, for us to preach, to reach, to, for each brother or other. ACH. You are God's masterpiece. For you're a work of heart. You're a work of heart. We take our heart, which is the core of who we are, and we apply that to everything that we do. Thanks, team. And we seek God with all of our heart. What areas what areas in our own life do we need to make adjustments if need be that we can apply our whole heart? Are there areas in, in our lives that are holding us back from, from doing that? The thing about the heart is that the Bible says that the heart is deceitful. It's talking about the heart before knowing Christ. That it's not what goes into a man that's defiled, but what comes out. What comes out. And I think it's Jeremiah 17, 9. 
um, thirsty, above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The condition of the heart prior to salvation. That our heart needs to be changed. Our heart needs to be um, transformed. That we need to have that spiritual heart transplant. Need to have that heart surgery. And the ultimate heart surgery is giving our heart to the one who created it. It's giving back to what he has already given us. Would you trust your heart in the one who created it? Would you trust your heart into the sculpture who's, who's shaping your heart, shaping your life, leading you, building you, encouraging you, stirring you up, moulding you, shaping you, disciplining you at times, fashioning you for his glory? God is a God of heart. The way that we connect to God is we connect it heart to heart. The Bible also says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. We've been talking about the heart in terms of the how. How are we to serve? Well, with all of our heart. How are we to love? With all of our heart. How are we to give? With all of our heart. God's a with all of our heart kind of a God. He's not lukewarm. So family, you are a masterpiece. You are that kaleidoscopic sculpture of God's grace. Allow him to continue to chip away at things at times. It's going to pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Father, for the sword of your spirit, Lord. Lord, as you would quicken the words in our hearts at time to bring adjustments, to bring correction, to bring guidance, to bring comfort. Lord, I just lift up everyone here tonight. Lord, that you would press impress on our heart who we are in you, that we are created fresh and new, that we are your masterpiece, your workmanship created for your glory, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just as eyes are closed and heads are bowed, I just want to give an opportunity tonight that if you want to step out and trust God with all of your heart, with your heart, would you ask Jesus into your life tonight? Would you receive the ultimate heart transplant tonight? His heart for your heart. Would you acknowledge that Jesus loves you so much, that God loves you so much, that he sent Jesus, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. If there's anyone here tonight, or even anyone listening on the podcast, and you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to give your heart to the one who created it, the one who has given you his heart. If you want to do that tonight, I want to invite you in, the, in praying with us. And in a second, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you want to do that, I want you to pray this 
personally and out loud. And I want to invite the church family to follow me as I lead you in prayer. Dear God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me your masterpiece. Help me to know who you are, to know who I am. Thank you for saving me. Help me to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The ultimate thing is giving our heart to Jesus. I've done that when I was a bit younger, and it's the best thing that you could ever do. And that's not a cliche, that's, that's a for real deal. And to help you on your discipleship, if you've made a decision tonight or you're listening on the podcast and you've made a decision tonight, we have, we have several tools that we want to help you with along your journey. We have a thing called a Yes Text and it's 048826392. And it's just a simple tool that will help you grow in your walk with God. At 7 o'clock when you text Yes, 7 o'clock in the morning, you're going to receive a text with a scripture and a prayer which is designed to help you to begin reading the Word and to begin praying. And even if you've done it, um, gone right through it, I encourage you, if you want to do it again, that's fine too. But when you finish the 30-day series, you get, you get a scripture and a prayer for 30 days. After that, there's a mini-series that you're welcome to sign into as well. Uh, that'll just carry on. You just um, text yes for that, or the mini-series. But that also is a great tool. It's like a, a one size on your, one screenshot on your phone, and it's just a good tool of different, um, different topics like the Holy Spirit, believe, release, belong, um, things like that. Great tools. We also have online discipleship. You can also uh, go on the email, yes.metrochurch.org.au. And also, even better than that, you can come and see us, the whole team here, or you can come and see us at the Connect Hub. And if you said yes tonight, we would love to walk with you. Hold your hand, walk with you along the journey so that you will know who you are in Christ and help, we can help you grow. So you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Serve with all your heart. You're a heart worker and you are God's masterpiece. Bless you guys.